Good morning. It is a fine Saturday morning as we're recording this. This is our very first episode of the Third Wheel Podcast. I'm Caleb, and I got my buddy here who's going to be co-hosting with me, uh, Shaps. Yo, how you doing? That's right. He sounds good. Um, we tested this earlier. I actually don't like how my voice sounds, so I'm sorry in advance, but hey, it's just got to work with what I got. I'm sorry, too. I've got to work with him, too. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so we started this with the intention of like me having some kind of creative outlet, because I do want to talk. I do enjoy hearing myself talk, um, but I am super lazy, so I figured podcasts would be the easiest way to have some kind of creative outlet without you know, going too crazy with work and editing and whatnot. So what, what about you, Shaps? How do you feel? Um, I, 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 I don't, I don't want a creative outlet. Uh, in fact, I don't even hear, like hearing myself talk right now is I'm very uncomfortable, but I'm doing it because you know what? Something, sometimes you just have to get out of your comfort zone, you know? That works. In fact, I remember asking you, and you're like, uh, why me? <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, I've been told we have a good dynamic, and someone else had the idea that you and I should do something like this. I was like, that that, that could work. We'll just see. We'll do a few episodes. You feel how lazy I'm being, <laughs> you know? Um, but I, I would like something to do, like, a, on a Saturday morning when I need a reason to get up. So hopefully this actually ends up becoming that. I think we should kind of start with how you and I met, and I think we've been friends for a couple of years now. But um, are you talking about the the thing that we tell people, or what actually? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the the official story on the record is okay, like yeah. you know, hey, I met him at church, but like uh, that's that's boring. Though. Yeah, so no, we, I, we always add some spice to it, and it always changes. So like, uh, I don't know who saw who first. Um, um, so I was at the time going through like a horrible breakup, my first one. I don't remember. I don't recommend doing it. At 24 years old, I think you need to get that out the way in high school. But mm. I work with what I've gotten. So um, I was looking for a group to hang out with, hopefully co-ed. And I we have a friend of ours who co-leads a, or leads a group at the time. And uh, I went there thinking there's going to be all these girls there and I get to meet people. I get there, it's a total <laughs> sausage fest. Like, guys only group. And I was so upset. I texted my mom like, bro, this, is, this sucks. This church thing, man. Yeah. Um, but, you know... I ended up, um, actually, I don't even think I talked to you that night, but I know I ran into you and another friend of ours who's into voice acting. Probably would have been a good idea to ask him about stuff, but... Oh, um, well, but that would have been too smart. Yeah, yeah. And, and like you said, just like with girls, you know, you have to you have to learn as you go, work with what you got. Absolutely. It's not because we got. forgot. It's not because, you know, any of that reason. Yeah, yeah that night was pretty special to me because, like... I didn't go with the same intentions. I, I, I'm not, I was like the complete opposite. I'm like, I want to go meet friends. I want to be, I want to be, you know, sociable. I want to meet a bunch of males that are similar in my age. So, yeah. Then I saw Caleb. I was like, <laughs> I guess he'll do. <laughs> um, so. Uh, on this podcast, uh, I think we just kind of want to talk about stuff going on. I think for me, I've been collecting stuff through the news um, that I thought was just funny to talk about. On top of that, I, I like pop culture stuff, entertainment stuff. Yeah. So stuff going on in Hollywood's interesting to me. Uh, I'd like to talk later on today about like this interesting idea for like uh, these inmates that escaped in Missouri. I think that's a fun story. And then if the story's good enough, I haven't actually read it yet, we could like reenact some of the stuff that went on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So, um, 
Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It just kind of depends on how the conversation unfolds. Yeah, see, I'm more like someone who, like, throughout the week will just think of something completely random, like, for no reason at all. Like, nothing triggers it. and just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do want to talk about how far the sun is from the earth. Oh, God. And how crazy that is. You might have to start a completely new podcast, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so boring. <laughs> um, but anyway, I kind of wanted to start with, like... Um, well, actually, we do have a good segment later. As y- y'all may not know, Sierra Mist, the worst soda ever, was discontinued by Pepsi. Um, eventually, I bought the new stuff. It's called Starry. It's got the worst color I've ever seen. Um, and it was very confusing at the store. But I'd like to try that. Um, interesting story about that. Uh, I texted Shaps asking him, hey, you want to try this new soda? And he just texted me back, I don't drink soda. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, perfect. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, no, no, I mean, not only that, I've just never had Sierra Mist. So I'm, I'm looking at this now. So I, I vaguely know what the old Sierra Mist looks like. And now I'm looking at this. I'm like, I have, mm, never mind. I don't know what this is. Well, actually, all those Sprite knockoffs, I don't know what came first. It could have been 7-Up for all I know. But they all kind of had the same muted color green, like, Sprite. Maybe that's the reason I just, yeah. like... you probably... I mean, I'm sure you've seen it. It's been around forever. Sure. But, like... Um, I, I, okay, I, I'm not a soda drinker, as you said, but yeah. like, I, I look at this, and I'm like, that this doesn't look appetizing. That doesn't look... Yeah, I mean, if you get a chance at your store, like, go take a look. Like, I'm trying not to be too loud looking at this can, but, like, <laughs> I mean, they, they the, chose... The can is very loud. <laughs> they chose a green, and then, like, different from the other one. It's, and then it's lime green. Lime green, and then halfway down, they switched to yellow. It's, like, it's also, like... Sorry to be gross. Urine yellow, like yellow. Yeah, you know, like I, it's I, not like a good-looking yellow. And it was very confusing when I went to the store because in like, there's no good differentiation between uh, zero sugar and regular Starry. <laughs> that's the new name, by the way. Starry. S T A R R Y. Hashtag sponsor. That's that's nowhere near as catchy to me as Ceramis. But I'm also a creature of habit. I actually hate when things change, <laughs> so I could be biased. But um, yeah, so it's like. When I was looking in the store, I found like zero sugar one, and I, I by tw- twice I grabbed it because <laughs> I go to the store, I find uh, zero sugar starry, and I was like, oh, this is all they got. They only had one box left, so I grab it, and then as I'm on my way out, they had a whole presentation plaque, whatever, what do you want to call it, pellet, with like a bunch of them stacked, and nice. then I look, and I was like, okay, cool. So I take the zero sugar back, and then I come back and I <laughs> grab the exact same box zero sugar again by accident because in very tiny print. Under like at the very bottom, it says zero sugar, and but everything else looks exactly the same. So I was confused. So I accidentally twice grabbed zero sugar. That's so a I star to, player, man. I mean, I, like yeah. maybe he was oh, trying to starry. tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a starry player. Um, I mean, okay, you know what? It, it sounds and looks like a candy. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. Like starry sounds like a candy, and it looks like a candy, like lime flavored candy or whatever. Sierra Miss. Let me tell you that name right there invokes mystery. Mm, you know, it in, right. it's intriguing. Sierra Mist, what's in the mist? Uh-huh. Just, what is the Sierra? Uh, it touches me. Exactly. <laughs> this is like... Yeah, start. This is going to be a sugar high instantaneously. Not to be confused with that wonderful flavor that uh, Coke came out with not too long ago, sometime last year, uh, Stardust, which was delicious. Even the zero sugar portion of that was that awesome right? it was so good oh really um sometimes you'll be able to walk into some backwoods gas station every now and then and find another bottle okay. if you do i recommend you grab it like immediately that was delicious like even zero sugar was delicious so okay. yeah if you ever get a chance um i'm sure. also drinking coffee during this podcast so i'll try my best to edit out the slurping but um yeah you know no promises yeah. 
Um, <laughs> so, Shaps, what do you think we should talk about first? Uh, oh, geez. I don't have the notes. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, let's talk about Avatar. All right, Avatar 2. Yeah, Avatar, First one yeah. is very overrated. A bunch oh, of my... Yeah, I mean, well, okay. I wouldn't say overrated because I don't know a whole lot of people who will actually argue for that movie's behalf. Like, most of the time it's like, oh, yeah, it was an all right movie. Or it's like, oh, it was really cool looking. Hmm. Nothing really is like... I, no one ever defends it is what I'm trying to say. Because yeah. like, I, I didn't really like it even when I first saw it. Like, I just remember, like, oh, it was cool visuals. But I was like, I forgot how old I was at the time. But I was like, this is the coolest looking film ever. It's just like a video game. And now the new one looks like a video game, but in a good way. Well, um, yeah, when I was a kid, I mean... Uh, what 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 the first one had going for it was you take a regular guy they made him disabled so that way I'd be able to relate better I don't know why because I'm not disabled but <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute that's but, but... okay okay yeah, I know. We're, we're going out swinging in this podcast um, you feel like a third wheel yet um, <laughs> whoever's listening oh geez but All um, we get there and like the what the first one has going for it is uh, James Cameron makes this really cool world at the time really cool world. And as a human, the main character, Jake, he's able to jump out of his limited human body, which they made extra limited because he couldn't walk. Um, extra relatable. Is what yeah, exactly. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> I, excuse me. This movie's a masterpiece. Um, the, it has this thing where you, the audience is forced to leave this body in our heads and like teleport into like an avatar, essentially. And so for the audience... They're having to, in their own imagination, jump into this new world with a new body that has no limitations, has a lot more strength. They're tall. If anybody's short, like, now you're tall. So cool. You know, uh, that's what the first one has going for it. We get to the second movie, and if y'all remember, it's going to be, I guess, light spoilers. I'm, an, I'm not going to be like, oh, so-and-so dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I definitely think we need to touch on some certain aspects of the film. Well, first off, have you seen the second movie? Uh, me? Yes. Yeah, I saw it, and I, I without talking much about it at all, yeah. right at the door, I thought it was actually a really good film. Oh, God. Compare it, compare, oh, geez. I'm so sorry. Really? Okay, comparatively, <laughs> We're about to comparatively to the first one, which came out in 2009. Can you believe that? Um, I thought, you I know. I still don't. <laughs> but, well, the thing, the crazy thing is, you know, I'm not like a cynical moviegoer, but like, I keep my expectations, you know, like, level. Um, and I didn't have great hopes for Avatar 2. I just knew it was going to be popular regardless of anything. And I was like so surprised. Just, you know, the visuals are one. Th- Actually, I have to talk about the visuals. Uh, I'll get to that. Um, there was a, there was an issue I had with it. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the visuals with technology, but like everything else. Like even the story, I was a fan of. I was entertained the entire time. I actually cared about most of the characters, not the, not the lead. Um, I think he was still just the most boring thing ever. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't like annoyed or anything. I know this is like, if I'm not annoyed, it means it's good. Not really. It's more like I was intrigued the entire time. And I actually watched it in 3D, which I fully recommend. You yeah. have to watch it in 3D. 3D has improved so much since My God, we were kids. Dude. Like My I, God. I remember, oh, yeah. the, side note before we get back to the main thing. I remember when we were kids, we saw that Journey to the Center of the Earth movie <laughs> with Brendan Fraser. Oh, yeah. And we were all throwing up after because it hurt, bro. Like 3D. Dude, some people just don't know how to do it right. Yeah. I Most mean, people don't know how to do it right. And at the time, I would, I would say it was more of a gimmick. So people weren't really experimenting with it. Because right. if you remember like, 
old school Spy Kids 3D. Like they got the obligatory. Oh, let me yeah. reach out of the screen and grab and something. And that's like a five minute segment or something. Yeah. Now yeah. when James Cameron did this in Avatar One, uh, everyone tried to follow it. Everyone yeah. tried to do that, but they didn't know how to. Like, right. He's really good with technology. He's really good with yeah, foresight and like yeah, just knowing what the not necessarily the um, the watcher ones, but more like the actual movie goer, people who go to the movies. He understands that the movie theater is an experience, not just a way to see movies, but mm-hmm. it's an experience. It's you pay money for it. It might as well be, you know. Yeah. Um, and he takes full advantage of the entire movie theater atmosphere. So going 3D is a must for this movie. You know, I will say, um, I think it's Regal Cinemas that's going out of business. I have to mm-hmm. double check. So, unfortunately, if this cancels me immediately because I got it wrong, I apologize. But um, I believe Regal's going out of business. So, I, I'm, one thing I am very happy for and thankful for is like, even though I hated Avatar 2, we'll get to why, but I, I, I hate I, it. I despise it. Jeez. But um, I will say I am grateful that like it is keeping movie theaters open. It would yeah. be very upsetting for me. Growing up, going to the movie theaters, I would love to take my, whenever I have kids, take kids out there to go see a movie. Like, I want them to have that experience. And, like, you know, you can kind of replicate that with how big TVs get nowadays at the mm-hmm. house. But there's just something about going to the theater, paying for overpriced everything, and just going in and sitting down and enjoying it, not worrying about the money, and just tuning into a movie. With so, your like, friends, with your family, yeah. like, it's... It is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, just like going to, it's just like going out to eat, you know, like yeah. when you're really young, it's an amazing yeah, experience. It's thing. We can't get this at the house. Like that. Now right. you have things like Uber Eats and GrabHub and you're like, <laughs> oh, I don't need that. But honestly, it, it pays to go out sometimes and yeah. you might actually have conversations either about the meal or about the movie, you know, afterwards that you wouldn't normally have just because yeah. everyone had to set up and sit down for, you know, an hour and a half or two yeah. hours. So, like, the, the one thing I'm thankful for, I'm upset the movie made $2 billion. Got on Hell the yeah. But, <laughs> but I will say I'm thankful that, like, theaters are making money so they can stay open. 100%. I think so. And I like Regal in particular because they like to uh, put old school movies in the mm-hmm. theater for a day. So, like, me and my sister a long time ago saw Labyrinth with David Bowie, fantastic film. Yeah. Um, and it was great. But uh, with them going, well, not out of business, their parent company filed for bankruptcy. And um, yeah, so they're going to be closing down a ton of theaters. I hope they don't die. They've done some really cool work. They've done some creative things in movie uh, movie theaters. So uh, anyway, um, back to Avatar 2. Yeah. I think that we're missing the aspect of Jake's no longer in minor spoilers for the first movie. If you haven't played seen it, played by Sam Worthington? Worthington. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Whoever. Man. Played by man. Um, <laughs> acts like man. Yeah, acts like man. Just does man things. <laughs> he um, honestly, that's his, whole, that's his whole role in the movie. Yeah. He's man, man, man. man. man what does a body. man do for his family? What does a man, I don't yeah. know, what do you do? Well, let, let's go, let's, uh, <laughs> you're going to be sidetracked. <laughs> um, so, uh, the first movie where the audience can tune into a guy who's leaving his body going to Avatar is missing in this movie because if you remember at the end of the first movie, his human body dies and he transfers to the Avatar mm-hmm. for good, the Navi, whatever you want to call it. He's in the blue guy forever, Kitty Cat. Um, and that's um, I think that hurts this movie because it's essentially the same as the first one. We're talking about story wise, it's the same movie. It's got the same message: don't kill nature. Uh, you got the same bad guys. They want money. Um, but anyway. 
it's the same movie, but I would argue a little bit lesser in the writing department because we're missing that connection of like, man, I get to leave my human body and go into the blue avatar guy's body for X amount of time, you know, forever. Like that, that part's missing. So I, I feel like the, the second movie being the exact same thing, almost a carbon copy, just a change in setting is missing now the part that I connected the most with as a kid because mm-hmm. now it's I'm just watching a bunch of CGI blue people swim around as opposed to the first one where I get to think like, man, I wish I could go into an avatar and go live in that world. That's not in this movie. Um, but, w- w- I mean, it doesn't sound like that hurt you too much. No, but no. What do you think? Just saying, seems like there's an irony here, you know, with the sides. Uh, because like that's probably what James Cameron honestly wants. Yeah. is that He wants people talking about these films. Uh, yeah, I totally get that it's a carbon copy. Like, I'm not even going to argue with that. Like, no. You can totally come out with a fair argument about that. However, I think it's the first movie, but improved. Like, really improved. Almost, like, fully realized. And when I was talking about when you, like... When I felt like I wanted to know more about the world... It's that, that this movie gave it to me. Like the first movie, I couldn't care less about what these you know what these natives did or like how that their world works. It just felt really similar to everything else you know in movies. Anything I've seen, you know, kind of like fish out of water story. Uh, ironically, you know, with this one, underwater, you've seen underwater in so many things, and you've seen underwater people. You've seen Gungans in Star Wars, for instance. You know, like, it's it's not, like, anything new to look at, but when they go over, like, their culture and how they act and how they treat each other, because that was an interesting idea, is that there are different variants of Navi around the world, or the planet of, what is it, Pandora? Mm-hmm. Um, not the radio service. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how they they all here. they all treat each other differently. Like some of them, I didn't I didn't think I'd jive well with like the human characters. So they they do this stupid thing where like the humans are only motivated like by I, I want to say like by they're they're motivated and run by pure evil. That seems seems like you uh, know, that's the thing. It's like a cartoon like yeah, uh, yeah. money. <laughs> it's evil. like it's nah. a you get a little. I don't bit care more... about killing innocents. <laughs> I just want money. And you like, get like a the... little bit more of a human perspective in this movie, like a tiny bit more. And there's just, there's like a neat little twist at the end, almost, which kind of leaves the door open. Um, oh yeah, don't get. Me... <laughs> Let's not get it twisted here. They leave room open for many more For films. sequels, yes. Yeah, like four more. So you know, right, buckle right. up, buckaroos. Like, we're getting another one. While we're on the story aspect of it, like what bugged me was James Cameron. I don't know who wrote this movie. Probably James Cameron. I feel like he's overrated as a writer. He needs to hire other people. Visually, I'm with you. It's beautiful. Um, the the mocap underwater stuff. I had no clue that's how they did that. Like They were actually shooting acting underwater if they were real like that's what they would look yeah. like like for real um super cool but uh, here's my thing um so they use the same plot device over and over the kids mm-hmm. disobey jake dad yeah. i think the main character i'll get into that a little bit later mm-hmm. um they get in trouble over and over and that's what propels the movie forward they disobey their dad and then they gotta move and then they do it again. They get they get captured by the bad guy. Right. Bad guy captures them. Jake has to save them. That happens like three times in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like it, and it's just the same plot device over and over. Like it, and he couldn't think of a way to progress the movie, so he just decides like, oh, I'm just gonna keep doing this again. So like three times, the the, the characters even say, I can't believe we got captured again. Like that <laughs> that's literally a line from the movie. It's like they're acknowledging, yeah, we're just gonna keep reusing the same exact thing over and over. 
Um, that bugged me. It's like, the, it, it gets annoying because we're supposed to connect with Jake's kids a bit. And then um, he makes them super obnoxious by they don't do what they're told. And then they have to get rescued by Jake or whoever. And when you do that over and over again, it just, like, it annoys the crap out of me. Like, so it's like, these aren't strong characters. Like, it it was enough, James Cameron thinks it was enough to just have them be the kids of the main character. And that that's enough for the, us to care about them. Like, but no, he had to make them super annoying. They're going to keep disobeying and getting captured. Um, so Bugs me. <laughs> a lot of that, honestly, everything you just brought up, I can't argue any of it. So here's, here's, here's the get down. Like, closing uh, thoughts... If you're interested in seeing the movie, if you haven't seen it already, I would go regardless if you think you're going to like it or not. The experience is going to be fun no matter what. Yeah, if you're really um, kind of pissed off or like critical of the story, it yeah. might it might hinder your experience a little bit. And it's fair, you know, like mine as well, right? Uh, I enjoyed it purely by the experience alone. You know, like the story is one thing. I, w- I did get invested in the characters. I got invested in the world. Um, there's a lot of nitpicks, obviously, and there's a lot of cliches that I'm yeah. not a fan of. But I can forgive it based off the experience I got. I and you know what? I can't argue with that. I think that's yeah. fair. Like, um, visually, like, I mean, okay, so full disclosure, I had to watch this twice. Second time. <laughs> so now, Six hours. If you hate it so much, that. Caleb, why'd you watch it a second time? Well, I have different groups of friends, so I, I went and saw it. That's a good friend. Yeah, I had to go see it a second time with some other people. Had um, to go and see it. I was so bored that second time, bro. It's like a, <laughs> I mean, I'm exaggerating. It was. I, f- would, I probably wouldn't see it. Like it was a four-hour movie, basically, oh and I'm, I'm just sitting here like I want to kill myself. And there will be an extended cut mode. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh uh, yeah, and and you know, rumors in Hollywood. There's a rough cut of the next movie that's like four four hours long. Like James Cameron Breaks. better not, but <laughs> he better not hurt us. It, me, me in particular. Um, anyway, full disclosure, I have a uh, I, I wrote out a movie review. Facebook will not let me post it they hate blogs so i got flagged for violating community standards by saying hey i wrote a review for this movie on my blog you hate the blue people why hate them yeah i know for real that that (laughs) has to be it um so if anybody's interested if you go to two the number two moviebums.blogspot.com i started that in college if you just click on that uh or i'm sorry if you just enter that into the search bar it'll take you right to it um, and then you can scroll down and read some of my other stuff I've written over the years. I only write when I get super passionate about a movie. I did the thing where I'm writing one every week or sometimes three every week, and I hated it. But to moviebums.blogspot.com, if you actually care and want to read my actual thoughts on it, very in-depth. That way we don't have to talk about it the whole time on here. Well, I brought up Avatar 2 because I wanted to talk about the box office. Um, $2 billion, if it hasn't hit that already. Last I checked a couple days ago, is at $1.9 billion. So somebody liked this movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it goes back to what I predicted from the very beginning when they first released the teaser. I told everyone, like, regardless if it's good or not, yeah. it's going to... I don't know if it necessarily broke records, but it it did pretty well. Yeah, it probably won't beat the first movie, because yeah. the first... Uh, you got to also think about inflation. Mm-hmm. Um, if you really want to go, like, go to Wikipedia and type in, like, highest grossing films... With adjusted for inflation, because like Gone with the Wind, technically I believe is still the number one selling movie. I don't know how it mm-hmm. sold that many tickets, but like uh, if you look at highest grossing films adjusted for inflation, uh, Avatar still beat Endgame, Avengers Endgame by X amount of tickets. That's crazy. Yeah, that's so, so crazy. yeah. That first Avatar film, like highest grossing film, still technically underneath like you know some classics like Gone with the Wind. That must mean that like every American 
ever went to go see that movie or something or like you know like or more more than once because you don't get that high of a number just based on everyone in america or overseas too you got to consider china but uh you don't get that by just going to see it once like you got to see it like two or three times when i was a kid i only saw it once because i wasn't paying i was like nine years old Mm -hmm. um but yeah so avatar 2 it's about to cross if it hasn't already the two billion dollar mark i love talking about the box office so that's why we're gonna probably extend this conversation but um yeah, so I thought this movie was going to flop. What were you thinking before this movie came out? No, like I, like I said, um, I... I was hoping again, it would flop. As soon as the... Shut up. As soon as the... As soon as the cynical mother... As soon as the, uh, as soon as the teaser came out, it dropped. Oh, that, the interesting thing is this movie actually wasn't advertised that a whole lot. It was like a couple teasers, and that's it. I don't even remember seeing yeah. a full trailer. I was, yeah, and to be honest, I didn't want to see a full trailer. Shut I, up. I had no interest. But so yeah, yeah. and I, I told all my friends, you know, as soon as it hit, like um, some of them weren't even like moviegoers. I'm like, you need to go see it probably because uh, it's just gonna be a visual masterpiece, no matter what, if it's flops or whatever. But I, I definitely thought it was gonna break something maybe not like a full on record but like it was going to get people back in the movie theaters kind of like how top gun maverick did last year yeah which that's the reason i went back to movie theaters actually um so i i honestly could commend people like james cameron who just like you said earlier keeping people in the movie theaters developing that movie theater experience i don't go to the movies that often i watch them you know i don't really you know streaming or whatever just like everyone else but to go to the movie theater uh there has to be a good reason for it it, I have to feel like I'm going to miss out on something if I mm. don't go see it. I, sure enough, I don't regret it yeah. at all. Uh, yeah, see, um, I love talking about box office because now Avatar is the exception, but any other franchise where they're like, hey, we're going to do five movies, doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, whenever they announce a five movie slate, take example. Uh, Star Wars? No. Because that's going to make money. The Star yeah. Wars brand is almost impenetrable. Oh, I think Avatar will make money. Except for Solo. But, um,. <laughs> No, uh, Alien. So they made oh. they made uh, Prometheus, and then they were, they were so confident with Prometheus and how it went. Depending on who you ask, good or bad, doesn't matter. They announced like a five movie thing where they're like, "Oh, uh, Alien Covenant's coming out, and mm-hmm. we're gonna do four more films after that." You know, and then uh, Ridley Scott's like, "Yeah, yeah, I got all these ideas." And then Alien Covenant comes out and it flops. Right? It doesn't make that. It does not make a five movie franchise deal sure. worth the money. And so I'm sitting here. You also look at the Dark Universe. I was about to say. Yeah, the the Mummy. They're like, okay, here's the Mummy with Tom Cruise. Terrible film. And no matter what, though, we're going to release five more. We got the next eight movies planned out. And Mummy comes out, flops, and then you don't hear anything else about it. DC had a similar problem. 100%. But DC um, had enough going. It recovered a little bit. It did. They they had enough going on for it. One, it's owned by Warner Brothers. They're still trying to tap into that Marvel formula. But um, they had enough characters and IPs to where people would actually want to see Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, all these characters come together. They want to see that in a movie. Um, so they'll be fine. They got all this material they can pull off of. Mm. Um, but anyways, for some reason, studios think, oh, if we just announce five movies are coming out, that that's going to get people going. They're going to get excited. And time and time again, with the exception of Avatar... Uh, time and time again, it shows that like it doesn't do anything, and it, it really annoys me because I'm sitting there when Alien Covenant comes out, thinking like, man, there's gonna make four four more of these. Like, I hope this movie <laughs> fails, and it does, and I'm happy. You know what I mean? Because like they, yeah, that's what they get. <laughs> and um, yeah, um, I was really hoping this one would have the same thing where they announce five movies, and the first one doesn't. Avatar two comes out, doesn't do well, and then they got to cancel it. I was really hoping for that. Um, seeing Avatar 2, I know you liked it, but me personally, 
um, I was really hoping it would fail because it was just as bad as I thought it was going to be. Wow. And I was like, please, Jesus, don't let this make money. And it did. And I'm very disappointed. I'm well, disappointed in you, America. All five of you who are going to listen to this, getting to this part, I'm very disappointed in you because you probably saw it more than once. And I had to do it because I was with friends. So I, I, don't, I still don't think it's hypocritical. Like I, I do it because I love my friends, not because I thought the movie was good. Well, that was emotional. Anyway, yeah. Let's uh, let's move on to the next subject. <clears throat> let me back. Let me uh, let me back out of that. Forgive me. <laughs> next subject. Yeah. So the next thing, I think we can definitely go into the soda part. Um, yeah, it's cool. Let's move on to a happier subject. I'm really happy to share the soda with you, buddy. I'm not happy at all. Actually. Yeah. Again, it's like okay. So I'm on Weight Watchers, um, and I'm scanning this right now. How many points is this going to be? One can. Serving size, one can. That's going to be seven points. I only got 33, and I'm wasting it on this soda. So you are welcome. Wow. Uh, I'm going to put this in. I'm going to drink the whole thing. So oh. I actually like the sound of a can opening. Um, so Let's try I'm, to sync it up. I'm going to try and keep it in. Okay. Yeah, go Three, ahead. two, one. There. Oh, that was clean. That was really good. Oh, sorry. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So I'm hoping this starts an ongoing segment where we try different foods. Uh, there's a guy, I think it's ProZD on YouTube, really cool. He'll, he'll buy like all 27 versions of Cheetos, right, and try them all. I want to do something similar. Yes, I'm ripping off a segment, but I thought it was cool. I like our dynamics so far. It's already been 30 minutes, so it's not bad. Yeah. Um, and I think we'd have some good reactions trying out foods. Um, all right, Starry. Sierra Mist was killed off for this soda so this soda could live. <laughs> Sierra Mist died for our sins so that Starry could live. So let's try it. Okay. All right, let's go. Hmm. It's really sweet. It is really sweet. So I couldn't find Sierra Mist. I wanted to try both to compare and contrast, but alas. Um yeah, it does not taste like your t- or your typical like green soda. I was gonna say Sierra Mist always tasted sweeter to me. I, I have had all three before back to back. Sprite, I think is still no. Actually, I'd have to say Sierra Mist was my favorite out of all three. Se- I mean, Seven Up wasn't sweet at all. Something very concerning. Yeah, they advertise lime and lemon, and it tastes like juice. But the can clearly states there's no juice in here. Yeah, it, it, you're right. Because it, it's, it's so sweet. What like, the it heck does am taste I like drinking? juice. Drinking, good lord. Yeah, so um, I understand weird. if that's all you take from that can. I, I, <laughs> I understand. Yeah, um, no, I, no, that's good. I don't think it's actually that much different from Sierra Mist, if I'm being honest with you, because Sierra Mist was the sweeter out of all three. Seven Up was the least sweet. I was like, ugh, God. Like, how is this still a thing? I, I I would always drink, you know, like when I was a kid, you know, I would drink soda all the time, and oh, yeah. like I I would drink Seven Up and Sprite, and I I just never got it. Like I would still drink it, but I'm like, what am I drinking? Why do I? I don't enjoy this at all. And how old were you when you were thinking this? Um, this is probably I don't know, eight years old till like fifteen maybe. Okay, so you're having deep thoughts at eight years old. Oh, one hundred percent. Oh my gosh. Well, um, yeah. A short story for me, I was homeschooled, and um, it. my mom, I don't know if it was to save money, if it was to live healthier, but she started buying the worst sodas ever <laughs> made. Like, we go to Walmart, and, you know, we used to, we're used to drinking Barg's Root Beer, we're used to drinking Dr. Pepper, Sprite, all that mm. good stuff, and she'd come back with RC Cola, and I was like, Ugh. oh my god, I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be suicidal at nine years old, like, this is ridiculous. Um, 
So yeah, uh, that that went on for a long time. Sure. Uh, RC, it was RC, and I can't even remember the other stuff. But it was like stuff I would never drink. I, I hated it. Uh, oh, oh, it was like uh, I think it was called Right. Let me look this up. I want to know because I remember there was a soda that she would buy called Diet Right, and I hated it. It was Diet Right. Yeah. Mm. So let's see. So Diet I, right. Yeah, as he looks that up, I was more so I was kind of. <laughs> The odd one out. I was more like a Pepsi drinker actually growing mm. up, and Pepsi and like root beer and cream soda was kind of kind of like my my go to. I wasn't really much of a Dr Pepper person. I couldn't really taste much difference honestly to, between all of them, but never liked the green sodas. Never did. I always drank them, but I never liked them. Okay, so yeah, it's actually it is called. Okay, so it's still an off brand of RC Cola, mm-hmm. but there 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 was a soda called Diet Right, and it was supposed to be the alternative to Diet Coke. Which, again, I didn't even like Diet Coke when I was a kid. I like it now. But, um, yeah, it was just, like, this off-brand, like, who does this? Like, Mom, do you hate us? Like, I understand, like, things are tough with Dad, but you don't have to punish <laughs> us because of it. Like, God. <laughs> that leads into our next segment. Yeah. <laughs> Bouncing off of that. <laughs> Let's talk about childhood trauma. Oh My no. favorite. No. <laughs> okay, soda. So. Yeah. Okay, so back to Starry. Um, I'd give it, it's really sweet. I do miss the original title, so I'll have to rate the zero out of ten. I mean, we can keep doing soda, like if you want. I'm gonna have like the same reaction probably every time. Yeah. Okay. How is Starry better title than Ceramist? Dude, what which title do you think is better? It's the same soda well, like, essentially is what I'm getting at. It I tastes think we, just like Ceramist. Yeah, I think we said this earlier. I still much more prefer Sierra Mist. More mysterious. It's intriguing. Mm. Starry sounds like a candy to me. It tastes like a candy, exactly what I thought it was going to taste like. Yeah. Was not surprised at least. I and hate the colors. Yeah. I hate the design. And it's confusing, like I said. They put in tiny print, oh, here's mm-hmm. the zero sugar. It's just, it, Coke, when I buy Cherry Coke Zero, the color is muted. The text is black to indicate <laughs> like this is like zero sugar. Yeah. Starry has the exact same thing, except a tiny little box that says... Uh, Starry Zero. So if you ever go and think you're picking up a regular box of Starry, you'll probably get home and open it and take a sip before you spit it out. I mean, to be fair, I don't know who's going to be picking up a box of Starry. Me, because I wanted to review it. So (laughs) Well, you kept them in business. So, okay. Uh, another thing, the studio we're using, it's really cool that we rented out this million-dollar studio to oh, chill yeah, out in. Oh, yeah, Oh, man, if you could see this wonderful room This equipment's in. on loan, uh-huh. you know, from James Cameron himself, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. he was so generous. Um, <laughs> what was I going with that? Oh, yeah, so the house where I'm, we're, we're using this room from, uh, I'm probably just going to leave the soda here and let the kid that runs around here drink it, so... That's nice. Yeah, I don't see me taking this home and like, oh yeah, I'm home from a hard day of work. Let me open this little can of Starry and get my life back on track. If so anything, I'm so like anti-soda. This probably is, so I, I like hosting people at my house for like game nights and such. And I'll tell everyone beforehand, um, bring your own soda. I don't even want you to leave soda at my house. Like that's how much I cannot stand it. Um, so like, yeah, I I don't know what. I don't know what people like what how people got into it because like it's so terrible for you. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Like you're practically pouring acid onto your teeth yeah, and legit. poison into your gut. Yeah. I mean like I mean good for you. I'm but not it tastes judge. so good. <laughs> <laughs> so do cigarettes apparently. So. <laughs> 
I am. Every, I'm, I'm joking around. If you like it, no one. No, it's no it, any soda enthusiast. If you like Sierra Mist, if you like Sprite more, you know, it gives Daria a try. You're not going to notice the difference from Sierra Mist. Um, hold on to your Sierra Mist cans because it could be worth something in a couple of years, especially as they go extinct. Well, um, given that false hope. Yeah, well, if Rick and Morty ever does an episode on it where, like, they did with the Szechuan sauce, I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll be worth four speaking grand. Speaking of Rick and Morty. Speaking of Rick and Morty, this is also next on my list. I Perfect saw you transition. Doing, hey, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Um, <laughs> Justin Roiland. Uh, what a man. Big, yeah, what a guy. So <laughs> it, He could the, have learned something from Avatar, honestly, to see what yeah, he does. You know? Stop beating your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but let's back up a bit. Justin Roiland, if you don't know. <laughs> co-creator of rick and morty one of my favorite shows ever voices rick and morty voices rick and morty he's such a big part of it he writes some of the episodes he's been on several podcasts i mean i mean even if the allegations are true i wouldn't mind having him on once you know that'll boost our ratings sure me has to talk somewhere yeah i mean he's got to give his side of the story you know Mm -hmm. of course it's probably just gonna all be denying allegations but yeah yeah, co-creator voices rick and morty um I mean, that show's been going on since I was like 18, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. I didn't get into it till a little bit later, but um, fantastic show. The writing's phenomenal, and it really upsets me. If y'all didn't know, he was allegedly, he's been accused of beating, or no, emotional abuse, some kind of abuse on one of his ex-girlfriends. Actually, it's false imprisonment was also one of the charges. Yeah. And I actually had to read up on that. You know a little bit more about law. Could you go deeper into like what false imprisonment means yeah i mean so there's a different there's different variations of it here in texas but like essentially there's um i have to look up exactly what it's called but there's a difference between locking a door that someone's in and not letting them out and then there's a difference it's called kidnapping when you like tie them up Mm -hmm. and transport them somewhere else Unlawful restraint. There we go. Unlawful yeah. restraint is like she's trying to leave and you grab her and you hold her down. Mm-hmm. You know, unlawful restraint. Kidnapping is when you're like, okay, we're going to go somewhere. D- tie her up, drive her out into the woods. Mm-hmm. So I think, I don't know where Justin Roiland's at whenever he allegedly did this, but um, I think what you're talking about falls more under unlawful restraint. Like mm-hmm. he, uh, false imprisonment, like she wanted to leave and he's like, no, lock the door, you're staying here. Yeah. Um, so... I haven't looked. I don't know what state he's in, but I'm I'm leaning toward he locked her up somewhere and wouldn't let her leave. Yeah. Um, I don't th- kidnapping. It would be a lot harder to not prove that. <laughs> he, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is that's it, grounds for being canceled as a person. No, like I know? think he already is like on the internet. Like even if he's guilty or not, like just that's how the internet works you know like you think so because with the whole johnny depp thing i would agree with you if like johnny depp rare exception rare exception just because how amber like how incompetent she is at lying uh it's just like and sorry for all the women believers out there (laughs) i do apologize for my co-host um i'll be finding another one effective immediately get out already no no so honestly just like I think there's a lot of, like, Justin Roiland haters out there. I don't really know why, but there are, you know, like, Johnny Depp, most, like, most people like to Johnny yeah, Depp. But, uh, yeah. and that kind of gives him, it's kind of not really right, but it gives him rights for uh, people to hear him out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, Justin Roiland, it's kind of like you love him or you hate him kind of person. Yeah, and he does definitely have a fan base, but he also has a hater base. No that... one's going to, like, rush to his defense, I don't think. And that's definitely not happening now. Happening now. I don't think anyone's really defending him right now. Um, which is 
you know, like, I want to know his side of the story, and right now yeah, you're just getting the lawyer absolutely. talk. And I'll be honest with you, mine's more selfish based. Like, I just don't want Rick and Morty to be canceled. Because even if it's not canceled, if they replace him, Justin Roiland, because mm-hmm. I mean, if these are true, like he can't act anymore. He can't be writing for the show. And that's just the end you of know. the show, right? It, there. Yeah, I mean, basically, like with him. I mean, okay, season five sucked. And okay, thank you. Yeah, like, it was so bad. But I, I, I season mean, six is like a is that is that what it is now? Season six. Six yeah. was. I thought six was really good. I'm. I haven't finished it yet. Yeah, I have it uh, later on if you want to use my account to watch it. Like, yeah, feel free. sure. Five was. Five was so, so bad. bad. Like the the only episodes I considered good were the the plot driving ones where they try to expand on the lore well yeah then they like kind of they, okay so rick and morty <laughs> i guess we're going but yeah a little sidetrack but like rick and morty has like this um habit of like creating some interesting story yeah. like lore and like you know progresses the story like you said and then like the next episode typically the next season premiere they just cut it all yeah like they finish it all in one episode and it's kind of like a big joke or whatever like and I don't really like being played that many times because it happens like every single season. Like I get invested and they just dump all their ideas in the first episode or the next episode, you know? Like, So that's why I'm, I'm not really like excited to see, God, I gotta see more Rick and Morty, you know? I, I gotta see yeah. it concludes. They clearly from the beginning didn't know whether or not they wanted to be more episodic or they wanted to lead to a bigger story. Right. And then they kind of make fun of you for wanting either or. So yeah. I'm like, I could go either or on it. Yeah. Uh, five definitely was terrible because like yeah. even like they wanted more standalone episodes which i'm down for like if they're sure. good but they yeah. weren't funny like they, no. they hired guys like the same guys who wrote like mr pickles and like that's not exactly what happened but they hired those juvenile you could tell like, it's uh, just... yeah juvenile writers are like huh, 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 boobs like how huh, we're funny like no that, that's who that's what they hired to write season five it was so sure. bad like they they took the bad episodes from season four. There's there's a couple, not that many. Season four is really good, but they, yeah. for whatever reason, there was they, a couple episodes that were like, oh my gosh, he's the worst episode yeah. ever. Yeah, and four. they took and those they, guys and said, hey, finish writing season five for us, and it, it showed. It was so bad. But season six, I will say, they fixed that. So they, I don't know what they did. They hired more competent. So writers. far, I actually have like most of the episodes. Of six. It's good. Season like six is really good. Three or something, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, if Justin Roiland's room. gone, bro, that's all out the toilet. Because like whatever his vision is for the show. I don't know what he was doing during season five. He sure. clearly wasn't there. I guess know, he was he busy also, beating He also created like a game studio. I forget what they're called. Yeah, but, uh, and that's doing very well too. It's I doing mean, well, but then apparently there's an allegation there. Like this one lady who worked there, I don't know what her role was, but she said that there was um, sexual harassment or something like that. Yeah, and, that and that's common. She like someone, her, exactly. Justin Roiland's not a good looking guy. It's so. more like all this crap is piling yeah. on top of all at once. Yeah. All this horrible yeah. stuff is happening. And again, maybe he deserves it, maybe he doesn't, but people just jump the gun way too often. I agree. Uh, um, and here's the thing. Studios, especially like people like Adult Swim, will cave so freaking they quickly. Will. Even if it's Rick and Morty. Yeah. Like, the publicity like that, the cancelable publicity, that's just poison in the mm-hmm. industry. So, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Um, yeah. I, I, I hope don't trust the, any celebrities anymore. Just, I know. I, I hope the allegations are false, but sure. like you said, there is for the sake of like both. Like I don't want that to happen to anyone. Like oh yeah, for, yeah. That, let me get that. Let me get that out the way too. Like yeah. that. We don't want victims of mm-hmm. domestic violence, of yeah, yeah. sex crimes. We don't want that. First and foremost, that should be my priority. Admittedly, sometimes it isn't because I just want more Rick and Morty. <laughs> but um, if if the allegations are true, that sucks. I can't imagine being in a position like that. But, yeah. Um, I hope they're false simply based on the fact that, like, nobody got hurt. Yeah, exactly. But 
by that same token, if they're true, that's the death of my favorite show. Like, I look forward every really? year. Yeah. I was there when season three came out, and then there was a three-year gap between that and season four. I definitely was a super fan around the season three era. Yeah, the yeah. three was probably the best um, by default. It was just that Ooh. they had all the best writers. And I, what's that other show that they do? That is an alien one. I never saw it. Yeah, but apparently the reason uh, all those guys that wrote season three went to go work on that show, that and ever awesome. since then, like Rick yeah. and Morty, it hasn't gone downhill. It's just like nothing's been as good as season three. I've been—I don't know—I've watched like a few episodes in like season five. And I, was, I literally was like raging. I was yeah, like, it was so, so bad. bad. I, I couldn't. But yeah, six, six is so they much more like, enjoyable. <laughs> if you want to cut this out, Caleb, you can. But there's like a common like tr- trend or trope right now where they're trying to get everyone to have sex with each other. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. That's not fine to me. And it's just like what every other show does, you know, when they run out of ideas. They just, it's so, like you said, juvenile. Like, I can't stand yeah. that crap. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I know comedy is subjective. So, like, um, that episode with Beth and her clone, I thought I thought oh, that was like, funny simply based on the fact that it was traumatizing uh, Summer and Morty because they had to sit there and listen to I it. I still thought it was like the... Oh, I, I thought that was... That aspect of it was funny to me. But, like, I understand what you mean. Like, yeah. comedy subjective. What what you find funny isn't necessarily what I'm going to find funny. Sure. But that contrast is why I thought this podcast would work so well because well, we have go. differing opinions on things. You like Avatar. There's two people in the world. <laughs> there's the Avatar 2 lovers and then there's people like me with common sense who hate that movie and <laughs> thinks it should have been destroyed. Uh, I, have, I have a question. So, kind of on that... Somewhat Rick and Morty talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about a different show. Have you seen Smiling Friends? Mm-hmm. Fantastic show. I love that show. That show so, is hilarious. So here's the thing. I've actually, the creators of that show, I've been following for years and years and years. Because they actually have a... Before they, Smiling Friends? Yeah, before Smiling Friends. So they actually have a gaming YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Most of the people who create that show, that's where they, not started, but like they actually started way back in Newgrounds, if you remember that. Um, they were animators on this site called Newgrounds. It was like a flash animation, for those who don't know. And as we were, a bunch of Flash animators came together and just made a website where they just put whatever they want on it. And every, and like that was years and years and years ago, like yeah. well over probably 15 years ago. All those animators kind of stayed together. They made a gaming channel, you know, called Oni Plays. And then just recently, Zach Hadel, uh, one of the leads on that, sh- uh, that gaming channel, made this show. And I thought, first of all, I was just super happy for one of my favorite creators to actually get something this big. Yeah. But for it to be as popular as it was mm. like that's a blessing and it was such a unique arts art style because there's have a bunch of different animators on that that's why the animation keeps changing because they have so many different animators and mm. just the writing it's like it's funny if you watch the gaming channel it's the same exact humor kind of humor like yeah. on the show and it's like there's like slice of life there's like shock humor but there's also just like um uh i don't even know what i'm looking for but like just unexpected like I've, i'm yeah. so tired of seeing the same over and over and over right. again that brings like a lot of creative juices so i'm like okay well, let's i was gonna say up. um do you remember when the first episode of smiling friends dropped on youtube yeah at the time they weren't even picked up by adult swim they just like dropped that on youtube hoping that adult right. swim would pick it up yeah exactly and i didn't hear anything about it for like two years or so i don't remember but like sure. I, I remember like eventually a whole season dropped on hbo max I was like, oh, oh heck gosh, yeah bro yeah. i'll get more of that absolutely it, it was fantastic like, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh so funny did you um, did you like the last episode the last one where they go to brazil? brazil yeah it took me okay it took me two watches to get it gotcha uh at first you know it it's okay what do you mean get it what, what, what was well, I, I, I thought i got it immediately it subverted expectations obviously right. like that's what i was trying well to the, do. the poster shows a, a little bit where they're like in brazil relaxing all like, the characters oh, like doing something interesting yeah, and different yeah. like, oh this is gonna be like a, okay so spo- spoiler alert the whole episode's like in an airport yeah and it's like it's it's funny because like all it is is just like relatable humor like if you were to get stuck in an airport with nowhere to go 
in a play, you know, in a foreign country, you know, it's like, it, it's brilliant. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and that's the kind of stuff I want to keep seeing. Did you, did you watch uh, BoJack Horseman? I've been always meaning to get into That's it. a good show. I feel like I'm going to go like but there, it. There's a full episode where he's giving a eulogy at a funeral, BoJack. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it like the jokes are good, and he goes on monologues and rants like during the eulogy, yeah. and but the whole episode is just him standing in front of people. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you the, how the episode ends. At the end of the episode, he opens the casket and he realizes he's at the wrong funeral. <laughs> <laughs> so the the whole episode was a waste of time. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but, but that's one of my favorite episodes, and it takes place just him standing on stage giving a eulogy. You know, and it's funny, but like nothing really happens. You know, some I mean? of my favorite episodes in any comedy. I mean, even like uh, Seinfeld, for instance. My favorite episodes take place in one space. Yeah, I'm thinking about the Chinese restaurant in Seinfeld. You yeah, know, yeah, one of those yeah, famous yeah, yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah. It all t- it's like 20 minutes or so. All takes place in one spot. You don't move ever, but yeah. they take full advantage of, it, yeah. of the opportunities that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, transpire, and that's why I love it. I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that really shows like the creative chops of the writers when, mm-hmm. when the no matter what setting they're in, it's yeah, going to yeah. be funny and it's going to be a good full episode. So you're exactly. right, yeah. So um, if y'all didn't get it by now, go watch BoJack Horseman now on Netflix. <laughs> Just kidding, go. it's been out for like ten years, but yeah, um, watch them all, watch them all. Yeah. Smiling Friends, Rick and Morty, give them all support. Yeah, and then you know, back I guess just backtracking a bit, Justin Roiland. If these are true, I just don't know if I can watch in good conscience watch any more Rick and Morty. Um, now, if they're false, it's free game. I'm gonna keep watching, but I just don't. I can't support something like that. It's the same. It's the same thing with um, the guy that make. I love horror films. The Jeepers Creepers mm. creator, like. Uh, he's a full-on sex offender for children. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, it, you know, and and then he lets that bleed into his movies. He'll have characters sit there and talk about, oh yeah, man, like the heart wants what the heart wants. Like I can't watch a movie that he makes and mm. su- you know support that type of thing. So right. yeah. it's very crappy. Um, so I really hope the allegations on Justin Roiland are untrue, but we'll see. Mm. I mean, in this, I mean, it just the world we're in. If I mean, it could be. Tr- it's just as likely to be true as if it wasn't true. Sure, so we'll just have to see. Yeah, for me, I don't know if they are true or not. He is a co-writer, so he's not like the sole creator of Rick and Morty. I know, but he is like the most prominent yeah. lead boy. So, yeah, I totally understand. Either way, um, I probably wouldn't watch it anymore. But yeah, I totally understand if you do. Like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't make the... you a bad person if you watch it. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, honestly, like I, what I know now about supporting people that are just like bad people that right. can't do it yeah. so um what's our next subject well um there is we can talk about alec baldwin and how he shot somebody on that production oh gosh. Set. this is a this is a pot the positivity <laughs> stream isn't it yeah it's gonna be our first and last episode of the third wheel podcast um we, <laughs> i know we're gonna get canceled immediately upon hitting stop recording so i have a lot of interesting takes on it but really? um well yeah only because like all, everyone assumes that they know what they're talking about when yeah. it comes to the situation sure. on both sides. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that surely. So what do you want to start off with? My biggest thing, and like, look, it's a terrible tragedy what happened on the set mm-hmm. of Rust. I don't know how a loaded gun got on the set. I don't get I don't know what stunt they could have been doing to where there's like, here, put bullets in this and aim it at someone and shoot. Right. But... Alec Baldwin's attitude, his his official stance on it was like, I didn't pull the trigger. 
And I was like, you're an idiot. That doesn't make any sense. No. I was like, you're an idiot, bro. Like, there's guns don't go off on their own. Right. Like, you pulled the trigger. Like, now, right. now, if it sucks, but like, I mean, you can just sit here and say, yeah, I pulled the trigger. I didn't think it was loaded. That's fine. That's a totally reasonable, like, you're on a movie. That's all you had to say. Yeah. yeah. You're on a movie. Like, I wouldn't have expected a bullet to be, uh, an actual bullet to be in a real gun. Like, I wouldn't have expected that, you know? Sure. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm independent. I just think like a guy who's so prominent for making fun of certain political figures mm-hmm. um, doesn't know how a gun works, and he right. thinks we're all stupid. Like, come on. Like, okay, some people are stupid and probably believe that, but like, um, I am very, I am weapon certified in pistols, and I know for a fact that you pull the trigger is when the bullet goes off. You're like, the gun's not going to fire unless you pull the trigger, you know. And I'm, I don't know what he was thinking, bro. Like, I mean, it was such a I honestly think it was just, like, such a freak accident, you know, but he had to go off and say, like, yeah, well, you know, it just went off on its own. Like, like you're, you're so full of crap. Well, it was, like, such an unprofessional <laughs> stance to take is, like, first yeah. of all, you take, he's a producer, he wasn't just, like, an actor. People leave out. He was the producer, I pretty much sole producer, on my, uh, I think, on this movie. Correct me if I'm wrong. And hmm, I'm pretty no sure he's the one who okayed the armorer. Okay. And if you read up on her, she had no ex- prior experience of being an armorer. Mm-hmm. Um... Again, I actually read up a, or I listened to some people talk about it. Okay. Supposedly, it's not common practice to practice gun safety on a movie set for the actors. I mean, which seems a little odd to me because some actors do it, some actors don't. I personally think it should be common practice, especially since it's not the first time in movie history this mm-hmm. has happened. Right. It should be common practice for any type of gun, even if it's a prop. Uh, even blanks can hurt people. You know, like. There should you should always check the chamber. You should yeah. always yeah. never aim That's it just at gun someone. Safety. Yeah, like yeah. typical gun safety, and he's not even taking responsibility of that. Like he literally aimed yeah. it at a person and pulled the trigger. Right. What reason do you have to do that? I don't even think like. No, there's I, honestly there's yeah. just no reason. And for it. like I mean, there's controversy on like should we u- even use real guns in a movie set? Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I could go either way. Like if sure. we are going to use real guns. <laughs> safety 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 like we need to like everyone needs to take a course everyone like the guy holding the gun needs to not point it at people Mm -hmm. unless i mean no excuse you're not supposed to point a gun that's a real gun at people sure um you know but because these are not these are not policemen these are not soldiers they're they're not licensed at all probably more than likely i mean a lot of them are actually against guns so it's like for sure you know um and i i'm just sitting here like um you know, if you're going to use real guns, like safety, safety, safety. Mm. And I don't mean the safety feature on the gun. I mean, like, don't point the gun at people. Don't pull the right. trigger and put, like, you know, I'm not, I could go either way. Like, should they use real guns on movie sets? I don't know. I don't, I, I really don't think I care. But regardless, um, they got a practice. Yeah, that, that's the thing was like, they, and it they was a clearly, super low budget movie. And from yeah. my view, the working conditions were terrible. Like, it was just bad all around. I think on a more high-budget film set, that would never have happened. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I think there would have been a lot more supervision. The armor would have been more professional um, pick, at least. Uh, I don't know. Let's just not give actors... <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially... So, such someone form. like him who thinks he knows so much politically. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, well, you know, I didn't pull the trigger, so it didn't work. Yeah, did, that's, you're full of crap, that's dude. really smart. Yeah, I don't know. Do we cut? Do you think we covered everything on that? We yeah, talk I about? think so. That's not much more. Now, this really stuck out to me. Okay. Uh, let me actually pull this up. Let me close oh. out. Sorry if you hear tapping on my computer. Um, this is now the tapping 
on the computer ASMR portion of our podcast. Yeah. Um, let's see. So there's this dude. I forget which Taco Bell rat poisoning. This dude. <laughs> oh, okay. So I saw that in the notes. I did not actually, I don't actually know anything about this story, so I can't wait. Okay. Colorado. Colorado man hospitalized after claiming his Taco Bell compa- contained rat poison. So they did their investigation. And I saw this the other day. Uh, dude eats Taco Bell. Let me see if I can find it. Um, he eats Taco Bell and then he's like hospitalized. So the, the headline I read, I had to write this headline down because I doubt I could find it again. Mm-hmm. But it says, man ate the restaurant food and became violently ill. Um, nice. I was sitting here thinking like, oh... It has to be rat poison. Nothing else at Taco Bell. Taco <laughs> Bell. Like, surely it wasn't the food that hospitalized you. You know, no, was, uh, just yeah. the way they worded it. I was like, huh. I would have just assumed he went to Taco Bell and just by simply eating there, he was immediately hospitalized. Oh, <laughs> but uh, I just thought it was pretty funny to highlight. Um, I don't know if you intentionally been picking these, like, for some reason, but I actually really like Taco Bells. You know, um,. No, I, I do too. But, like, I have to acknowledge, like, if I'm hospitalized. 100% I, yeah. <laughs> you have to sign a waiver to eat there. Or you should. It's really cheap, though. Like, I remember in it's college. It's super cheap. Yeah. It's always open. Yeah. And, like, the food's not bad. Like, um, even though it's terrible for you, it's, like, yeah. just what I need in the moment. Well, they're like, you know, we're not, we ain't afraid of no COVID. Like, I, clearly, you know, because, like, rat poison gets in there. Um, Might not be able to say that on YouTube. But. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, so, I don't know, I, that was just so funny to me. Um, oh, that's funny. I don't know. I like Taco Bell, too, but I think Boy knows the best taco place, uh, and those no. are pretty much going out. What do you mean, ew, no? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I'm, I'm very picky about Mexican restaurants, because I don't like that those. Is, taco I, Bell is not Mexican Exactly. Restaurant. You're tripping. That's, that's my whole point. I, I, that's my I, whole point, I challenge Caleb. you to find one Mexican working there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, Caleb, that's my whole point, is that it's American as crap, but, like... That they know what Americans want, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like it's like Panda Express. What are you smoking? <laughs> no, no, it's like a Panda Express. Like, it's so it's obviously obviously is you know very American, but uh, we agreed. You enjoy it, right? We agreed no video on this podcast for now because I I don't have time to edit like that. But if you could see my face as and, he's going on these rants about fingers, my favorite restaurants. His fingers are both up right now, I can tell. <laughs> or at least under the yeah. table. <laughs> you know, what, what is really cool is I can start claiming I'm doing all this really cool stuff without y'all even knowing. Like, you know, I'm very proud to perform this whole podcast while standing on my hands. You know, I've been really working on my upper body strength. And, yeah. like, I mean, yeah. God, like, if you could see how jacked I am right now. And right now the cool. floor is covered with Legos. I'm trying not to. Yeah, see, we. I, I thought it would keep us on our toes if we lined out the whole floor with a bunch of stuff we don't want to step on. So Yeah, well, doing a pretty good job. And I thought the sharks in the moat was a good addition, too. You know? I, but they're outside. Yeah, I, but, I don't know you know, where you're going with that. again, it's, it's that keeping you on your toes aspect of it. I so. suppose. I mean, if I know a shark's out there, you know, I'm going to be a little bit more on to my toes. That's what I'm saying, dude. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. All right. I really wanted to talk about this new game on Steam that has been on the Steam. Um, it was announced like five years ago or something. Yeah, right? something ridiculous. <laughs> Let me see if I can actually. So I'm using a new laptop I purchased, so I have to actually see if Steam's even on here. I didn't actually see it go on live on Steam. Um, it did. Okay. Um, full disclosure, again, I, I, I'm not. I don't. I try not to steal segments, but I definitely like got some of my ideas to talk about. Excuse me from. Um, other people's content <laughs> you know <laughs> i thought we could still do some pretty good stuff sure All right, i do not have steam installed i'll have to fix that but let me just pull it up you can find find it on their yeah. website i am jesus christ thank god the volume's down it was going to start playing 
<laughs> All right. So I originally was under the impression this was a VR game. Oh really? And it's okay. Okay, still saying it's not out, but I watched people play it though. Did they? Oh, hand well, out... it's like a. I think it's like a early access demo or something. Okay. Well, okay. Review copies. Or I something. apologize. It is not out yet. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think so. I'm so sorry. I would have had it in my inventory already. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was under the impression it was again a VR game, but it looks like it's not. I never, I never got that impression actually. I don't remember anyone ever saying it. But um, I thought I, I thought I, I thought I did. No, is, no, it's... because the original trailer was first person. Well, yeah, yeah. but I mean it's VR. True, but um, I, it just like the the controls look so slow. I was like, this looks like a VR no, game. No, what's funny about the game is that it's exactly what I thought it was gonna be. Like, oh, I had no clue what this well, was gonna because like for the very okay, the first trailer got released, you know, however many years ago, long time ago, so long ago. It looks like oh my gosh, there's actual money towards this. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> yeah, and I then mean, like I'm like, it's gonna be like a Unity or something, like something right. so garbage. Yeah, or an Unreal, but like again. This this has no money towards it. Yeah, this game I mean, is awful. It, it it does, and like I don't know. I was so down. I mean, especially if it was VR, I'm a little disappointed. But I would have been so down for a VR. Jesus would that Christ be more game. blasphemous or less blasphemous? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in the first trailer, um, you see Jesus walking around performing miracles, right? right and like right. he's he, a miracle meter. He, he, yes, exactly. There's a there's a there's a magic bar that drains when he performs a miracle. <laughs> I was loving. I was like, I'm so down for this game. I like, of course it's gonna suck, but I was like, bro, like if they're treating Jesus's miracles like magic, like, oh, dude, heck yeah, (laughs) I'm so down. Mm. Let me read this description here. Walk in the footsteps of Jesus in this incredible first-person retelling of the story of Christ from birth to resurrection. So it looks like it's gonna be a long game here. We're going through all the gospels. Oh, there's epilogue, man. Stop. Perform amazing (laughs) miracles, interact with a cast of biblical figures, and travel around the Holy Land from Jerusalem to the Galilee. Open world confirmed. (laughs) Become the Messiah in I Am Jesus Christ. Yeah. And bro, that first trailer it looks so cheap. And like, like, um, oh, so I think what also gave me the VR impression was like the in Skyrim style, his hands pop up like he's about to do a miracle, like you're about to cast a spell, and um. I forget what he does in that trailer, but he like heals a woman. It, it, it could be any Bible character, or maybe they made one up. I'd be down for that too. Add some, you know, fill in the gaps between Dude, the gospels. There's a screenshot of him literally fighting Satan. Though. Yeah. Okay. So that 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 playthrough I saw was like he's fighting Satan in hell, and then like when yeah. he be, when he beats him, he's Satan's like, "I'll get you next time, Jesus." And I was like. <laughs> That's so cool. I love that, dude. This game sucks, but I love it. Like, oh my god! You know, and that the guy I was watching, um, Moist Critical. Everyone knows who he is. Sure. Um, do you? Yeah. All right. Of good. Course. Yeah. So Moist Critical was like, uh, he's playing the game, and he, <laughs> like there was a simple quest, like find John the Baptist, and he like couldn't find him. He's like, <laughs> it's like it's like an open world game where you're exploring, but right. like because it was so far back in history, like nothing's invented yet. There's no road <laughs> signs or nothing. He's like, where where do I go? Like, where's John the Baptist? <laughs> oh my gosh you know. so geez louise okay regardless of like um your religious affiliation uh or spiritual affiliation what you want to call it jesus has always been like a weird icon on the internet mm-hmm. like people love to make fun of it or just love to hate it or love it or whatever and like for for a while it kind of went out of style but now i think it's just going to bring it back you know mm. jesus is going to be completely trending uh, at least for a couple weeks, maybe a full month. Yeah, and I'm all for it. Uh, I I think what would really save this game is if they treated like his segments with like the disciples as like a dating sim. <laughs> you know, 
Like honestly, Where, throw like, everything at this. Yeah. So you get you so, talking about having like a little bar that's like your relationship with Peter. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Honestly. Like Sim style almost. Yeah, honestly, I could see that going. Yeah. <laughs> Look. Yeah. Like if we're gonna make this a full on RPG, but let's go all the so way. So many people like yeah. did not uh, were looking forward to this game. Like it wasn't dismissed. IGN re- like uh, put out the trailer on their own channel. Yeah. Whenever it came out, like uh, I I really hope this game has a bunch of surprise. <laughs> go as wacky as possible let's go bro like go literally as crazy yeah. as they want yeah uh, i can't wait to see what comes out of it well um dlc even i'm okay so for it. the part i was confused on okay so the prologue is out and okay the, I, okay so there there's i haven't a, seen the whole thing yeah and, and like I, I probably won't even see the whole thing if i'm being honest with you i, I don't know if i could do this like i just i don't think i could handle such a thing but um the prologue's out and in that they got the first combat section where you fight satan there, yeah. there's the you're looking for john the baptist i don't know when it ends but i just it looks so goofy and like it looks so cheap i mean it just looks cheap right now um as far as like the the lore of it it looks like they cared it like you know again i don't know what denomination anyone who's listening is mm. like i'm christian shaps is christian um it looks like they took like care to um be respectful to the bible try to like not make it a blasphemous thing mm. where they're trying to piss people off like it looks like they're taking the actual subject matter pretty seriously I'll give you points for that, but I, I'm just sitting here like, dude, like this looks so goofy. And that to me lies the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if you think about people like the Chosen, who I, I've never seen the show. Apparently, oh they take some gosh. creative liberties. Like, could do that, but like up the ante. You know, like yeah. I really want to see Jesus on a Pegasus with a flaming sword. Bro, let's go for it. Like, let's have a Revelations expansion Freaking pack. Freaking <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, for real, do it. Okay, like... so I'm scrolling down on the description here, and yeah. uh, it's like, follow his path. Are you prepared to fight with Satan in the desert? Cure the sick and help the needy? Question mark. Perform over 30 iconic miracles from the feeding of the 5,000 and healing lepers to the calming of the sea and giving sight to the blind. If you could, If we had video on this, you should see... The screenshots I'm seeing. Oh my! God. It's like, <laughs> it's it's so great, bro. Like, like there there's a little health bar, mm-hmm. or it's not a health bar. That's his magic bar it's where he magic. he puts his hands out and then the storm he calls. Drains. Like, how do you rejuvenate Jesus? That's what I want to know. Like, how does yeah. he get? How no, does he refill that go, magic you bar? Probably go and pray in the desert or something. I like, guess. Like, the, you, you got to. It's like keep... in Dark Souls where you have to find a fireplace or something. <laughs> it's like a little temple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, and, and each screenshot I see is just him lifting his hands out and stuff stuff happens. So like the first one. He puts his hands out and the sea calms, and then like he scrolled down, save lives and souls. He puts his hands out again, and this woman's healed as your mar- as your magic bar depletes. And then, <laughs> what I don't know is that if these creators are actually making it a joke, I think I they know. could. I think they could save themselves in the industry if they just came out and said, "Yeah, it's all a joke." Well, I don't think it is. That's the thing. That's, a, that's what's so interesting is that it sounds like they're trying their yeah. best. Yeah, because like uh, I've watched the prologue, mm-hmm. like parts of it. I didn't want. I couldn't see the whole thing, but. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Like they, they, there's like a long tons of exposition where they got a real narrator be like, and then Jesus went into the wilderness and he made a bunch of disciple friends. Like it, it's like it's trying to do it like a child children's story time style. Sure. So like it makes me think that they really were are trying to do a good game that like you know is biblically founded, which like I I respect, but mm. I mean I don't know like. I still have to look at the game as like, is this does this work as a game? Like, am I going to have fun playing it? Yeah. How are the graphics? Like, if you're trying to go full realism here, like, how how good are the graphics then? You know, mm-hmm. like this last screenshot I see is is titled "And in Three Days." Like he again lifting his hands forward, and you see the rolling 
the big stone that blocked his tomb just move. I'm like, oh my god. And wait, when he's doing it, his health bar goes up. So I'm like, wait, so do, do you rejuvenate by dying and then coming back in three days? Like, I, I, how do you rejuvenate? It's like Majora's Mask. You just go back yeah. in time every time. Exactly. Yeah, try to perform all the miracles before you die. Key oh, features. Experience Christ's life firsthand from his birth through, through to the crucifixion and resurrection. Explore accurate recreations of significant locations in the Holy Land, including Jerusalem and Galilee. Perform 30 miracles, including the feeding, yada, 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 feeding of the 5,000, and walking on water. So does that drain your health bar, too? Like, receive... Okay, here we go. Receive the power of the Holy Spirit and increase its power through prayer. Well, th- therein lies how you uh-huh. rejuvenate. You gotta pray. Yeah, so whenever you save your game, you get your power back. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> it looks like there's some sort of, like... Uh side mechanic where you actually have to say a prayer into a microphone and then it yeah i'm with you like they could make it interesting if like all the disciples because like i'm seeing here interact with over 60 characters that could be interesting like they all got side quests if you like i mean look if we're if we're talking biblical lore here you know without getting too preachy like there's 12 disciples and then there's like you know mary and Mm. martha there's all these characters that he could interact with i just don't know if how can they make 60 characters super interesting Um, without like adding their own story to it, because you know, again, that's when you start dipping into territory that pisses people off. Like, you sure. can't make up, you can't make up a story. Like, why not? If we're going to full, go full goofy, where you're fighting <laughs> Satan in hell, like, like, you may as well add a story to it. Dude. I really just wanted to stick out, like, more than anything. Cause, yeah. Like, it's been it's been doing a good job with that so far, but yeah. We'll have to see what comes of it. Well, imagine VR. You're reenacting the Last Supper because it has less suppers advertised than this. So, like, imagine in VR, you got to point out Judas. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I was about yeah. to say, choose the trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, based on your... <laughs> okay, that's kind of smart here. You're like, you have to read the Bible to solve the mystery. No, if Who's going to betray you? What if it was like that? Like, a secret, secretly an educational game or something like that? I don't know what they could do with it, but... Well, that, that's the thing. Like, uh, I'm thinking about how, like, whenever Jesus is betrayed by Judas, he's betrayed with a kiss. So, like, in VR, like, the, the little text bar comes up top, kiss Judas. <laughs> you know, and then, of course, he, what I'm seeing on all these screenshots, Jesus just puts and his hands out. And that's where the dating scene comes in. Yeah, he just puts his hands out and grabs Judas by the shoulders and just lean into it. And then, like, you know? he, gets the, he gets the silver and it just says plus 20. Silver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give Jesus stats. Like, if you want to put stats into well, Holy no, Spirit. it is 100% RPG. Like, yeah, let's 100%. go. Like, customize Jesus's robes. You know, like when whenever he gets crucified, he goes out in style. He's wearing the robes that you. And then New him. Game Plus, you can walk around as the resurrected form. Like, that would be kind of cool. New Game Plus, you play as the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that is our first episode. Yes, this has been the third wheel podcast. Yeah, thank you for being the third wheel in our conversation. <laughs> for all five of you who listened <laughs> all the way through, thank you so much. It really helps. Please like and subscribe, and mm-hmm, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see y'all next week. Um, thanks for stopping by. See you next time.